They're, they're extra-dimensional beings. again welcome back to the hollow sky podcast this is not a normal release day but we're gonna do whatever the hell we want to do so we thought that's what we do we'd leave you with a nice little surprise tidbit this week today is gonna be a little bit different we don't really have like a paranormal topic we're gonna talk about we're just kind of delving into some different territory sort of siskel and ebert in this bitch yeah but i'm steve and i'm kyle and that's kyle and check us out at all our social medias. We want you know your Facebook and your YouTube and your Instagram and your yeah. Twitter. You guys know the deal. Yeah, and send us your scary stories. Send us your weird stuff. You seen a goblin? Because people have. This so is true. You should tell us about it. Or some weird sacrificial cults. Yeah. Have you been a part of a cult? Call Ooh, us. That'd be interesting. Have you seen the Mothman from Chicago? Call us. You guys are bored. Call, Call us. us. Leave us a message. Are you possessed by the devil? Call us. And then get help. Yes, but not until you call us. And we could play it live. <laughs> that would fucking be scary. <laughs> that would be scary. But anyway, how did they send us their stories, Kyle? one 800 hollow 4656 for yeah. those of you that don't want to use letters. Dude, every time you say that, it fucking confuses me. I, get so, I think I mess it up. <laughs> for those of you that don't want to use letters. Letters are easier for me. Sorry about you. Um, or you can use your voice memo app, record it, email it to us. Or you can just email it to us in text form, type form, however you want to say it, at hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be super dope. And then we can share it. <laughs> On our normal episodes, but not today's episode because we don't have a listener calling. That being said, what are we going to talk about today, Kyle? I figured since you watched it way long ago, at least the first season, but a couple weeks ago, me and my wife literally <laughs> watched <me>. 15 hours <laughs> in about four days. And we watched 15 hours of a little documentary called Hellier. It is a trip. To say the least. So, Hellier's produced by uh, Planet Weird. You can check out their website and stuff, but the executive producers for Planet Weird are Greg and Dana Newkirk. You should check them out. They run a traveling uh, paranormal museum and all kinds of cool stuff. But they delve into this Hellier mystery, and it will take you on a ride that'll just leave your head spinning. Absolutely. I'm going to let Kyle kind of lead the way on this one because, I, as I said, I haven't seen the first season in about a year. I checked it out right when it first dropped, and I was just like, holy shit, this is some fucking crazy shit. Yeah, I remember you talking to me about mm -hmm. it and telling me how 
kind of fucked up it was. And I just never got around to watching it. But then the second season came out, and I was like, well, fuck it. I got Amazon Prime. I ain't got nothing to do. Let's sit down and watch this. Usually my wife won't watch anything I watch, but she was paying attention, and then it caught her and captivated her just like it did me. But, uh, and by the way, this is going to contain spoiler alerts. So if you do not oh, want yeah. to, I forgot spoiler if you don't alert. want us to really spoil it, watch the shit first, come back, listen to it if you want. Yeah, you can catch them both on Amazon Prime, both seasons. I think yeah. you might still be able to get the first season on YouTube for free, but I'm not for sure. That's where I watched it the first round. Right. But I know the second season is probably strictly on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways... So, right. so turn turn back now if you haven't seen it and you want to see it. Yeah, for sure. But and uh, then come back and talk about it with us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, right out of the gate, oh boy, Greg gets an email. You know, that's kind of how a lot of this starts. He gets an email from a guy. I forget the guy's name, but I know he's a doctor. It's like Dave Christie or something like that. And it it goes on in the email about, you know, it starts out like, you know, uh, I need help, blah, blah, blah. Like, it makes it sound urgent. So he reads the email, and it's this dude claiming that he's being harassed by these goblins that come out of the cave system in Hellier. Goblins, huh? Goblins, like little bitty dudes. Um, His children apparently refer to them as... Like the bald weird kids or some shit like that. <laughs> I guess. Which is fucking creepy, you know? Um and they're wanting him to like they wanting Greg and his team to come down and check the shit out because oh. Greg at the time lived in Canada. I found the email if you want me to read fucking it. Fucking read it. Okay. Read I'll how crazy read. this shit is. Stop yelling. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> the email that Greg and Dana received. Hello, my name is David. I received your contact information through a mutual acquaintance who assures me that you're well-equipped to investigate peculiar problems. Furthermore, I believe you may have interest in these events beyond any compensation that I'm prepared to deliver in order to have these issues sorted. For the past six months, I've been living in a rural home located on the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, where my family is nightly assaulted by creatures I have come to believe are of extraterrestrial origin. These beings appear to be the size and stature of a small child, devoid of any facial features save for large, oily eyes and lipless mouths. They frighten my children by peering through their bedroom windows and chirping at one another. They actively attempt to enter my home in the middle of the night. Last month, they took my dog. The police refused to provide any further assistance attributing the problem to wild animals and forwarding my complaints to the State Game Commission. I believe they are coming from an abandoned mine located on the edge of my property. Though I am armed, I'm afraid that I'm far too frightened to enter the mine by my lonesome and cannot conceive any sympathetic or convince any sympathetic friends to accompany me, though I cannot blame them. I'm convinced that the only answer is to collapse the mine. I believe this is where we can be mutu- we can be mutually beneficial to one another. If you're prepared to assist me in this matter, I can offer you permission to record and document these events under conditions of anim- anonymity. I guarantee you evidence of these creatures, which I assure you are not wild animals. Please respond ASAP. Thank you. So that's kind of super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Ominous? Ominous. And if I got, it almost seems, it almost sounds to me like a setup. 
Like, right. if you are ready for this venture, right. then email me back. Well, not, not, not only that, like, Greg and them, they're from fucking Canada. They live in Canada at the time. So that's a long haul for Greg and his team. And he even, if I remember correctly, he responds to this guy like, dude, you're going to have to come up with more proof. Like, this, that would be a big venture for me and my team to come down here and check it out. And then not to mention, Greg is super confused because he's just like a ghost hunting team. And he even posts, like, haggard-ass pictures. No offense, Greg. But you post, like, haggard-ass pictures of you and your squad when you, like, first started your shit. And they're all holding, like, you know, knives and, like, just being yeah. corny. Just like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, the same as, if like, when we went out. For like, sure. We, absolutely. So, it's, like, it's bizarre to me that they brought the attention of somebody else. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and he's, like, he's always confused, or he he was confused at the time about, like, why is this guy getting a hold of me? Because I'm into, like, ghosts and shit. I don't, I don't dive into the cryptid. So, there's a lot of red flags right out of the gate with this, this email. Uh, but like I said, I think he responds, uh, comes up, you know, hey, we need to get a little more proof, blah, 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 blah. So old boy ends up responding, and I'm pretty sure that's when he starts sending the pictures. Yeah, the pictures are weird. And he starts sending pictures of, like, three-toe footprints and <laughs> shit. Look like a hippopotamus print. And it's weird because <laughs> uh, they they said in the photos and stuff, you can... You can see dermal ridges, which apparently are super fucking hard to fake, because you'd you'd have to put a lot of de- you know time and detail in to create dermal ridges and stuff. Not that they can't be faked, because they absolutely can, but it would take a lot of time and dedication. So what do they end up doing? They end up going down to Hellier, checking it out. They're driving around the town. We drove by Hellier Hellier on the way <laughs> to. Uh, I know it was fucked up. Where did we go? Crypticon. No, not Crypticon. Vacation over the summer. Oh, Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Gatlinburg? Yeah. Yeah, we drove right by it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Kyle, there's Hellier. And you're like, shut up. We should have went. <laughs> we that, that should have been our vacation. Yeah. Maddox but and Gage would have just chased the goblins. Probably. That would have been dope. Fuck. That would have sucked. I digress. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm trying to give enough insight, but. The first season was different for me. Like I watched the first season, the first couple episodes freak you the fuck out because it's it dives deep into the the goblins and this this dude named Terry Wrist emails them, sends them this long like sixteen digit. He's real number. cryptic. Yeah, and... very cryptid. The typing there's like purposeful misspellings and shit. And at first, Greg did think that the. Uh, the 16-digit number is like a credit card number. And then somebody else points out, well, that could also be um, GPS coordinates. Ding. So they're like, oh, fuck, you know. But while going back a hair, while they're in Hellier, they're driving around and they're asking people about this David Christie and because they're trying to figure out where he fucking lives. And they're driving around talking to people. And nobody in this town, the town's not big. Nobody in the town's heard of this this person at all. And they're driving, they're driving, they're driving, they're driving, they're driving. 
and they drive by this one particular house. And they're like, well, that's weird. This kind of fits the description. It's possible this could be the house. But they're not 100% sure, so they don't stop and investigate. Um, so they keep going. You know, their they're time in hell years up. They, they come back home. And basically, long story short, like the first, I don't know, the first season, if I, if I were to put money that Hellier was faked, the first season would be it for me. Like I could possibly see this being a hoax. Like somebody's pulling a fucking prank on them. Yeah. Because like the, like I said, the initial emails are worded strangely and they're kind of cryptic. And like you said, all the emails from Terry Rist are definitely cryptic. Yeah. And it almost like it almost seems like they're being pulled down this real life ARG, like an alternate reality game. Yeah. Like come and investigate this and like people are could be leaving them the clues. Right. And to be fair, you know for me as a viewer, this is my first time for lack of better words and terms interacting with Greg and all of his team. I don't know them on a personal level. I yeah. don't know anything about them or what they do for a living. Like their credibility. Exactly. Like, yeah. So the first season I'm uh, Skeptical. Dude, I'm up in the air. I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm actually glad that I watched them back to back because had I watched the first season a year ago, like you did, I don't know that I would have went down hell year two. I might have, but I might not have because I might have thought this is this is a little bit on the fake side. Yeah, you're more skeptical. Right. One. So you get into season two. And for me, this is when shit pops off. <laughs> I mean, it does. Uh, and I, I, I will give hats off to the way they recorded this. I, don't, I can see how a lot of people might complain, but... They went down like all these different avenues, right? And some of them, like they started chasing Indrid Cold, and they they tried they're they're chasing this Terry Risk guy, trying to find like they're literally going down every single avenue that they can think of, and they're recording it and putting it in the movie for you, which I appreciate because it shows it doesn't show the path from A to Z they show every path in between. Like, this is how we're getting to where we're getting. It's like it's like being part of a real-life investigation with yeah. them. So like, hats off to you for they're that. They're pulling every straw they can think of. Exactly, and they're letting us be a part of that. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Which is awesome. Um, but there were some extremely strange parts. And as I'm watching this, I'm sitting there with my wife, and the first season ends, and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. We start watching the second season and all this shit starts piling up. You know, uh, I'm trying to think in chronological order here, but, uh, they chase injured cold. They go to who, if you don't know, he was, uh, like we talked about last, last round, part of the Mothman mythos. Um, apparently he was, uh, what's, what is that guy's name? I don't know. This guy ran into him. A couple weeks before uh, all the Mothman sightings started, the guy saw a UFO. He was a vacuum. He was a sewing machine salesman, but I can't remember his name. Anyway, regardless, ran into him and then started this big uh, 
correspondence with this injured cold. And people are linking it to the Mothman because not long after, all these Mothman sightings started up. So it's it's kind of the weirdness that is West Virginia. Yeah, and then they do... I, I like how they do uh, their spirit box sessions. Yeah. Because they kind of... Simp- <clears throat> excuse me. Sensory deprive themselves. So... For you, the, for those of you that don't really understand what I mean by that, like the, they put a blindfold on, and then they'll jack the the spirit box into a set of headphones, so the one person is the only one that hears the spirit box, and they're blindfolded, so it starts to take away some of their their senses, which in theory heightens other senses. Then they'll have another person, or in in one case, they were all kind of communicating with said entity. <laughs> And this, uh, I think it was Connor, was actually become like being the voice of the entity that they were contacting. Yeah, it was weird. It yeah, was intense. very weird. For those of you who don't know what a spirit box is, it's kind of like a radio that scans through random stations consistently, like yeah. And you can pick up little snippets of words and phrases, and apparently, like that's how you're being communicated through by these words and phrases. It's pretty controversial. And some people are for it, some people are against it, but they use it in this documentary, and it was it was it made for good television. <laughs> I liked how they they did it. For me, that was one of the most ingenious ways that I've seen somebody do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I like the idea of depriving some of your senses to heighten others, and the fact that they were like interacting dead deadpan like right on with it like they would ask it a question and it would respond yeah as opposed to just picking up a bunch of words it was you know it I mean? was fucking interesting and but there was a part i think it was in the first season wasn't it where they they went to like brown mountain or something to look yeah. into this cave system mm-hmm. and i talked to you specifically about this because i just noted as as to their excitement they they get to this mountain they get to this cave entrance or they think it's a cave entrance. And there's just like this giant slab rock that is quote unquote blocking the entrance, right? And I remember Dana saying there's no possible way this rock fell perfectly off the mountain into the to block this hole like this. And like I was telling you, you know, I call and, and no offense to Dana or anybody, but I call bullshit. Because shit like that does happen, but I do. I also understand, like when you're excited, you're caught in the moment. Oh yeah, you kind of see what you want to see. Especially when you're in a position like that. Like, say you're on a ghost hunt and you're in a building that's known for a bunch of weird shit, and then all of a sudden the floor starts creaking. Yeah. Or you hear like a, a door open or some shit. Like you're immediately gonna attribute that to to weird shit. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and. And like I said, no offense to anybody because I almost bet you money. Oh, I would have said it. I would have said the same fucking thing. I'd be like, someone put that fucking rock there. <laughs> exactly. I would have done the same thing. Guaranteed. So I'm not trying to discredit, but but what, I, what I'm explaining here will come out later on. But then the, the one of the... There were a couple episodes in the second season where I literally shut the fucking thing off. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was done. like, it's... I'm not thinking about this shit before I go to bed. Like it bothered me that much. I remember you texting me like I had to shut it off. Yeah, because was... I had to, you actually passed me and watching it for a while because I, with work and everything, I hadn't been able to keep up. Right, and yeah, and I would text Steve at nights and be like, "Nope, done for the night." 
Like it was freaking my fucking wife out too. But there was that part where uh, they got the first set of fucking emails in the second season. That was fucked up. When it came right back, yeah. From the girl? Yeah. And she was contacting them from, uh, is it Somerset? Yeah. That's right. And she's like, listen, there's things in the caves. There are people being sacrificed. There's a cult. Yeah, dude, it got some heavy shit. Oh, yeah. She's like, I found a cabin, and it had beds in it with blood there's human bones here there's Heard women screaming in the night there's uh human feces and urine everywhere here the whole nine and so they're fucking floored and ironically enough that email came i think it was the night before i forget the dude's name the one that went exploring on his own uh yeah was it oh man i can't remember i can't name. remember his name and i apologize for that that's my own short, dumb memory. But anyways, he goes exploring, right? He's got a couple of days off school, and I think that's when they plug these numbers as GPS coordinates or whatever. They got GPS coordinates to this specific location. So dude's got a couple uh, days off school. He's like, fuck it, I'll go down there and explore. And he's kind of like, like a Zach Baggins wild card type of guy. Yeah. Like he... He sees danger and he's like, "Fuck it, let's go. I'm in. Let's. I'm yeah. running straight towards it. I'm not running away from it." And which I can appreciate, but so he goes out there by himself, and he's walking through the woods trying to get to these GPS coordinates, and he's way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere, all by his lonesome. And he the night before they got this set of emails, and he was going to the roundabout area. Tyler Strand. That's I thought his name was Trot Tyler. Yep. Okay, so Tyler is out there exploring, but before he gets to go, that's when they plug the email scene, and they Greg calls Tyler and is like, "Dude, like I know you're on your way, but you need to hear this shit." So Tyler's kind of fucking freaking out, you know, like fuck, I, I'm about to go into this by myself. But he's like, "I'm still gonna do it." So he goes, and he. He gets to the GPS coordinates, and there's nothing there. There's nothing except a fucking balloon. He finds a balloon that says happy birthday. For whatever reason, he picks it up, puts it in his backpack. He, he does make an observation that there's this tree that it almost looked like it had been blown up or something. It was weird. Doesn't mean that it was directly linked to anything, but it was a weird observation. And then he's sitting there, and... Out of fucking nowhere, he hears something. And it's a helicopter that flies, like, right over him, right over the treetops. And he's like, oh, shit, I think they found me. Which, I mean, is kind of a fair assessment. If you are out in the middle of fucking nowhere and a helicopter flies right over the trees, right above your location. So he's like, all right, it's time for me to get out of here. He starts walking, and as he's walking, he's got his GPS pulled up. And for whatever reason, he accidentally <laughs> exits out of the Damn it. <laughs> the GPS, and there's such low service, the GPS won't load again. So he gets lost. He's lost as fuck. That'd be the worst. Dude, and to think that somebody's chasing after you, it would terrify me. But And, and he's a pretty in-shape fella. And I recall him saying, 
at the end, he's like, I was kind of losing hope. I was like, there was this hill, and he's like, I told myself I'm going to climb to the top of this hill and see what I can see. He's like, as I was climbing up it, my legs were starting to get wobbly, and like I was running out of gas. And as he crested the hill, he saw little black dots moving around down there, and he saw a road. So he's like, awesome, I finally found civilization. He goes, and this part fucked me up. He gets out of the woods, and he lands at this house. And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go talk to these people and see if they have seen anything (laughs) crazy. I would not have done that. Me either. So he walks up to the house, knocks on the door, says this old lady answers, and he, he... He's like, I just told her everything. I just came out with it and was like, have you seen anything weird in the recent time? And she's like, no, nothing weird, nothing weird. Well, all the while this is going on, they've been doing that original email that the girl sent about the human sacrifices and shit. She makes a reference towards the green man. And the green man, everybody has seen the green man, and you may not realize it, but it's in architecture everywhere. It's like that face with like uh, leaves around it. Like or in the trees. In the trees or, or whatever. But it's always affiliated with nature. And she's basically making claims that that is what they were sacrificing all these people to. So he's talking to her and she's like, nope, nothing crazy, nothing crazy. And he, he's, I mean, what are the fucking chances? He looks over at the tree in the front yard and there's a fucking face carved into the tree. An old man face carved in the tree, and he's that's, like, "Oh, that's a, that's a green man, ain't it?" And she goes, "No, it's just an old man carved into the tree." <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! So he's like, "Okay," so he starts to leave, and he makes it back to his car. Well, all of a sudden, somebody knocks on his car, scares the shit out of him. I forgot about this part. Coming to find out, it's a cop. Cop's like, "What are you doing around here?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just passing through." It's like, yeah, you are. You know, I'm actually on my way home. So he takes his information. He makes the observation. Uh, it takes him forever to come back with his license and stuff. And <laughs> He's like, which way through town? Back the way you came. Uh-huh. Uh, and the cop is like, you are on your way out of here, aren't you? And he's like, yes, yes, sir, I am. And he's like, good. So... He's like, as I was leaving, he's like, that cop followed me. And about 15 other cops followed me out of town. Dude, that's weird. And the lady in the email had claimed that everybody in this little town is in on it. Everybody's a part of this shit. Yeah, like this whole wide uh, conspiracy. Yeah. Town-wide, maybe bigger. Absolutely. Because if... And what's fucked up is the lady that emailed about it they couldn't get a hold of her anymore because she even put in the email. If I were, if I am to die, my name is this. Here's my date of birth. Here's my address. Like she gave all the information about herself so they could verify she was real. And then she just went dark. Come to find out she got put in jail. Weird. And she's claiming that it is part of the process because she was trying to narc them. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. 
That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. It's weird how that works out. It is weird, especially because it's happened. She claimed that it's happened before to somebody else. And they have a conference call with her, and she's like, this ruined my fucking life. Yeah, she I was a teacher. Ne- I wish I never would have found this. And now she's like, says she was a teacher. Now she's got so many felonies that she can't even, like, yeah. her job's gone. Yeah, she'll never have that job again. I mean, it, it is just a wild motherfucking ride. And all the while, I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm bouncing back and forth on if this is real, if it's fake. And there's there's moments in this in the second season where I'm like, this is real. This is 100% real. And then the one the one that threw me for the loop the most as far as kicking me backwards on it not being real is when they were driving down that uh, road, that dirt road, and the tree blocked the road. Yeah. And they, ironically enough, found a fucking balloon at the base of the tree. I was wondering about that, too. And I'm I'm like, like, is this too... This is too coincidental for me. But, like I told you, when we were texting about that, I traipse around through the woods a lot around here, and I've probably found six birthday balloons that have been hung up in the trees just walking around the woods around here. I mean, it's not that far-fetched to think about. Because people let birth, birthday balloons go yeah. or they, and they get, get hung, away. Where are they going to get hung up at? In trees. Right, Chances exactly. Chances are going to be in the, in the woods. But this thing was at the base of the fucking tree. Yeah, it is weird. And it's it's just it's just weird. You it's know? pretty weird. I don't know. Like, it, And I, at that point, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. But then I start paying attention 
to the way they talk. Because they run into this guy who runs a like a paranormal museum in Somerset. And they get to talking like Greg's kind of like low key in it, right? And he's like, you know, is there anything that's weird that's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. Well, this guy, the shopkeeper starts getting into everything. Like people seeing weird shit. People seeing goblins, which is fucking weird. Uh, and then he, he stumbles on, which fucked me up. He stumbles on, a, he says like, and there's been like cultish type people, but he is like, as soon as he dipped onto that, he jumped right off that fucking yeah, train. He's like, whoops, shouldn't have said that. Yes. And so Craig or Greg kind of pries at him about the cult shit. And he's basically the dude is like, listen, man, I, I ain't talking about this. Like, I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I don't want to talk about this shit. So that kind of fucked me up. And then, then he goes, then they go and they talk to a podcast host slash paranormal investigator in the area. And this dude was just fucking stoked. Like he's sharing information with Greg and they're just going back and forth. And basically what I'm getting at, is I started to believe more because of the way people were reacting with each other. Their their expressions and interactions, they seemed too fucking real. So then I asked myself, this, it's, it's one of two things for me at this point. It's either 100% real or Greg and his team believe that it's 100% real. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, if it is a hoax, the hoax is outside of the team. And it's... Somebody extremely fucking intelligent because they bring in injured cold. They bring in all these uh, UFO knots, uh, ciphers. And codes that tie shit together from the first season that they didn't know was in the second season. It is like, I don't even know. I feel like talking about it doesn't do it any justice because you just have to take the ride. No. But there, there were parts in this like I said, that scared the living shit out of me. And one of the parts, the most memorable part for me, there was two that really fucked me up. I didn't tell you about the other one, but I'm going to tonight. But do it. <laughs> the first one really fucked me up. So they go, they, uh, Greg gets this special, uh, ghost box, if you will. And it's been created. I forget the guy's name, but there's only apparently 200 of them created. And it was supposed oh, yeah. to, help them contact beings so greg and dana use it on their own in their own home and they don't they don't use it for very long but they're like something feels weird about this shit like greg was using it and it almost looked like somebody touched him on the shoulder because he swatted at it and was like i'm done i'm done not using this but tyler being the the (laughs) crazy man he is he's like i'll fucking do this so he puts it on and they start communicating and right out of the gate, you notice a change in Tyler. His voice kind of changes a little bit, which is weird. And then I noticed as he was talking, uh, he was like, he was talking with like a purpose, like power, um, he like had a weird accent too. It was a weird accent, but it was it was the way he talked, the way he portrayed himself. It, I don't know. It made me feel like 
whatever was channeling him was a powerful person that demanded respect, almost like a king of sorts or something of that nature. Yeah. It was very weird. And then, so the crew was like, well, what's your name? What's your name? And the, the being was like, what's your name? So they all give their names, you know, and, and then the being's like, don't mess up my story. And they're like, well, who are you? We don't know who you are and what story are you talking about? And my jaw hit the fucking floor when they said his name. And the being said, I'm Michael. And I knew what Michael they were fucking talking about. And they were like, I think they asked what Michael who? And he said, Michael the angel. And my wife was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, that's the archangel Michael. Yeah, he, no, what did he say? He was talking about the pendant. He talked about the pendant. Yeah. Because Connor brought a piece of his religion on this trip for everyone. And, and Tyler got the the archangel Michael emblem. Yeah. But I took it as Michael the archangel was channeling through um, Tyler because of the way he talked, the way he brought him, you know, portrayed himself. It just seemed powerful. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, maybe it wasn't, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I land at the end of this conversation here, but I'm telling you right now, if, if that is fucking, if that is really the Archangel Michael, you guys have no fucking clue what you're in into. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm being dead serious because Michael, like Open I told my whole wife, new box of shit. Like I told my wife, I'm like Michael is the angel you don't fuck with. That's God's right hand. That's <laughs> that. Like if he needs to get some shit done, that's the dude he sends. Michael is the bad mofo. It makes you wonder, like, what kind of religious ties are going to be are woven into this that we haven't even got into yeah. yet. Yeah, and because I mean? they started talking about Pan, and the God Pan. Yeah, especially with, like, the cult aspect, talking about like, That's the what, sacrifices and shit. Like, well, what was fucked up, the other thing that was fucked up, is you remember when they, the last, se- last episode, they are like, fuck it, we're going into the caves. Yeah. We gotta go. So they go. And... Dana, and I'm sorry if I fucked this up, but she's kind of like a practicing witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that fair to say? Yep. Um, She does like a spell. She brings in the elementals from the earth. They they basically, they're basically trying to call Pan, the god Pan. They go way into this cave. And, oh, wait, back up. Back to the Michael thing real quick. The other thing that caught me with that. Skirt is after the session was over, it struck me how Tyler was like, at first when I put these on, it was so painful. I felt like I was being ripped apart. But then when the entity came through, uh, it was like I was peaceful. Like I was like, oh, this feels good. Like I like this. And then he's like, as soon as whatever it was jacked out, he just made it sound like his headphones exploded. They just went, so loud and so painful. Yeah, like, like you could see it like in his reactions. Yeah, like he took his blindfold camera. off and he was crying. Like 
he was literally crying. And if you look at Tyler and watch his demeanor and the way he presents himself, he doesn't look like that type of a person. But anyways, they go to the the pan situation. And uh, she says to Greg, I think you should be the one to invoke pan. And you can clearly tell Greg doesn't want to do this. He's like, fuck no. Yeah, he doesn't want to take part in this. And I, I feel like it's it's partly because he doesn't know exactly what he's getting himself into. And all the while, they talk to uh, What's-His-Face. And I can't remember the guy's name. He wrote the book. I think it was UFO Knots or whatever the oh, fuck yeah, it yeah, is. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, He thinks uh, that the, the Third something. Order has been guiding them, and they're on a uh, initiation of sorts. So that's fucking creepy. So they think that... Alan Greenfield. That's it. They think that they are being led purposely by this organization called the Third Order, and they don't know exactly to what end. So they go do this pan spell, and this is what was kind of fucked up. As I'm watching it, I'm uncomfortable. Like I don't I don't know that I want to watch this part. But I do. And I to be 100% honest, I kind of regret watching this part. Just because it was very occultish. And while Greg is doing that chant like invoking Pan, Gage is dead asleep. Gage starts fucking making noises and squirming around. What? And at the exact same time, Maeve, who's not born, was freaking out in Shauna's stomach. That's weird. <laughs> and Shauna was telling me about it. I'm, I didn't want to think about it. It was one of those situations where I'm going to fucking bed. I'm like, nope. I ain't dealing with this shit. Go to bed. So that was weird. That is you weird. You know, and I, like, when it comes to that type of shit, there's such a fine line because and and all of it was to a bigger fucking thing dealing with this blue star bullshit like this bigger fucking spell that they were kind of being challenged to yeah. do and Dana's like like I don't even I'm not even prepared to do this shit and in order to do this you got to do a bunch of other shit yeah like it's like high level practitioner shit yeah so like I don't know at the at the end of it all I'm still I'm I'm still with the conclusion for me personally it's either 100% fucking real or they're convinced it's 100% fucking real. Yeah, I man, I don't know. I I believe that they believe what's going on is legit. But is what's going on legit or are they being fucked around? Is where I'm at. Dude, I'm saying if they're being fucked around, whoever's doing it is pretty smart and has a lot of free time on their hands. Yeah. It's just the emails, the OG emails throw me off. Yeah. The way they're written, the wording, how it's kind of like trying to lead them in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Another the quick bit. Hold on a second. Another quick bit because you brought it back up. With the original emails, I said they went by old boy's supposed house in the first one. And the second one, they actually refined it, and it's burnt to the fucking ground. Yeah, burnt down. So that's weird. Weird as well. But anyways, continue. Sorry. And the terrorist emails, 
everything, like I said, is so cryptic and mysterious. And which, I mean, it leads to a good story. And I guess if you're if you're trying to envelop someone to head down this path, you're gonna have to put it that way. Because if they just would have been, if somebody would have came and said, "There are damn goblins in these hills. Come look for them," they'd have been like, "Fuck that!" Right? You know what I mean? But I don't know. I wouldn't put it past it being well planned. But then again, the yeah, other half of me wouldn't of put it past shit, it being though. legit, like a conspiracy, like some big cult. Because I thing that I was thinking of, that meme going around with the missing 411 people. People, It shows a map of yeah. where the clusters are. Uh-huh. And then below it is a map of limestone and lava caves. And they correspond with each other. Pretty spot. Did I send that to you? I think so. You seen it? Yeah. Pretty fucking spot on. Especially... Under Kentucky and West Virginia. And that, that's kind of A lot kind of, of the, fucking people go missing there. That's kind of the thing that I forgot to mention was that this is like the goblins come out of the caves, blah, 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 blah. But what I didn't tell you is that the mammoth cave system is fucking insanely massive. Yeah. And a lot of people, here's the map right here. I'll post it. People have already posted it. But this is the cave system, limestone caves. How many states does that cross? It's in Indiana, it's in Kentucky, West Virginia, it swoops down into whatever the hell's down there. It's in Tennessee. So a bunch. Yeah, a lot. And look at the amount of missing people. It's perfectly formed. It's pretty dense. Which also brings me to look right along our area, neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Cave system, missing people. Yeah. Like the rest of Illinois is straight up fucking... Empty. Empty. Except down there where there's a fucking cave That's system. right where we are. These are the bluffs. Yeah. Because that's where, that's that's our neck of the woods right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like Hannibal and shit. And weird. They blocked off some of the cave systems yeah. around here. They won't yeah. let people into them. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, let's go spelunking. I'll go, but I, I ain't, I'm going with some stuff. C4? Yes. <laughs> Good. And Zilla Cami. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going so down smooth. that road. Holla. <laughs> Let's be friends. Oh, man. But it is, it, if nothing else, check it out. See if you're into it. It will get your gears turning. It'll make you think it is what it's not. It'll make you think it's not what it is. It's weird. It's very well put together. Yeah, absolutely. And it the 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 roller coaster ride is worth it. But at this point, I feel like... You're way too vested for this to be a fucking prank. Like, for them to be pranking us. Yeah, that would be... It would... I mean, they're paranormal researchers. I feel like it would probably shut their career down. Absolutely. If this is a prank. And... Because people, at this point, like you said, people are so vested. They they have... Like the... I follow uh, Greg Newkirk on Twitter. And... He's talking about all the flack he's getting from the, the the old guard of the paranormal. Yeah. Saying the way they're going about things is shit. The stuff they're looking up is shit and all this stuff. The fuck do they know? But he's got the whole, like I, I commented, I'm like, well, you got the whole new guard standing behind you. Right. You know? And it's just like, it's almost, it would hurt them more it being not real. That's kind of what I was thinking. Than it benefiting Like them. it would crush the, <clears throat> I mean, sure, they might make some money, but... As far as their credibility goes, it's going to crush it. But really, I mean, they're not going to make that much money. They're not putting maybe they're not, not. Really this on I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. They just released it. They released the first season on YouTube for free. 
Yeah, that's true. They released the second season on Amazon Prime to try to make some of their money back, but they just released it internationally on YouTube because Amazon Prime is not offered everywhere. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, they offered it uh, Friday the 13th. They went international with it for everybody. So at the very, very, very extreme least, these guys are convinced that what they're going through is real. I feel like that's where I'm at. I don't know if somebody's fucking with them because that that Alan Greenfield guy is kind of suspicious. He is suspicious. But to have written a book that long ago to tie all this together for these kids who probably weren't even alive. I don't even know. Dude, that's some straight up fucking Illuminati shit. Yeah, they're not kids. They're probably our age. Yeah. But let me see when that book was released. Because it was well before any time here as of late. Let me look. That one says March 2006. That can't be right. Maybe it is right. Fuck if I know. Anyway, I feel like even if it was 2006, that's still 13 years ago. Yeah. That's a lot of planning. To make to tie this all together, to bring this little group of ghost hunters together, to make a documentary, to try to figure out Secret Cipher of the UFO Nuts, 1994. There you go. So that's what? A long time ago? Yeah. Forever ago? Yeah. Uh, pushing 30 years? Yeah. Give or take, 25 years ago? I don't know. I just think it's too elaborate for it to be like me playing a joke on you. Unless, you know what I'm saying? Unless Greenfield is behind all of it, but it's not as a joke. Maybe he's trying to get them to uncover something that he couldn't portray. Because it's in 1994, you didn't have the internet. That's you true. Couldn't get out. Couldn't get it out there. And now nobody's going to listen to uh, to this 73 year old being like, "Hey, there's aliens." Blah blah blah. Right. As I mean, opposed to this whole group, this whole like new class group that have the wherewithal and the social media and, and they're the equipment smart. like these guys are smart to put shit out they know their shit maybe they're maybe they're just pawns in greenfield's big like he's trying to get them to do all these rituals and shit to bring maybe. upon the end of the damn world well and see that's the other <laughs> sneaking suspicion i have i feel like greg in particular I feel like he's a man who plays his cards close to his chest. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot more going on than he's actually letting on right now because he has his own uncertainty uncertainties of the paths that are laid before him. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like Greg knows some shit look that at he how ain't long, ready to let go yet. Look at how long he sat on that second set of emails. Yeah. Like, the other members of the team didn't even know about it. Right. Until it was Tyler's time to go to the damn place. And he's like, this is... No, he got they got that right before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they still sent Tyler out there. They're like, sure. Well, he was already out there, and Greg was basically like, dude, you ain't oh, got to yeah. do this. Greg called him. Dude, yes, I don't know. And it's he's like, no, nah, I'm still going to do it. Just watch scared. it. Just just get on Amazon Prime or you look it up to. on YouTube and check it out. You have to. And we, it, it's worth the watch. It listen, really is. Listening to us talk about it without ever seeing it is just going to sound weird. But watch it and come back and talk to us about it. Like, if you're on social media, follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. They're very interactive. They'll talk to you and answer any questions you have. They're really cool people. Yeah, I just, once again, I feel like there's more to this story. I don't think the story's done being told yet. I hope not. 
me either. I'm curious. I just hope that whatever they're getting into isn't something fucking horrible. Because what would, speaking of which, I had this thought in the last episode when they're going into those caves, like I almost halfway expected them to fucking find something. Like a goblin? Like a goblin. Or something in regards to the cult that they may be chasing down. What would scare you more to run across? Dude, I'll fight a goblin before I fight a cult. That's what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> hey, dude, I, will, I was, I was I freaking out. field goal punt a goblin. That's what I'm thinking. But I ain't trying to get sacrificed. That's to what devil. I'm saying. Because that, that girl was talking about cannibalism and all this other crazy yeah. shit. I ain't trying to be nobody's dinner. Which that shit happens. Yep. For, like, oh, yeah, yeah. If you look up the history of people getting killed by goddamn cults to the people it's to there. the history of people getting killed by goddamn goblins the cults are going to outnumber it for i sure. promise for sure but i dude, i was just like, like and i was thinking dude and while i was watching i was thinking i was like i told my i told Sean i was like i'll bet i'm going to get a text from Steve that's going to go let's go to hellier <laughs> and i'm like fuck that cuz i ain't trying to get ate by no cult like it's not happening we drove by there we could go I would go, but I would like that. That's what scares me more. I'd rather see them little goblins. Do you remember how weird running the, town the fuck was? around? How oh yeah, closed off the town was. Like I mean, I guess that's any any small town. And they just hung out at the America. fucking gas station, and he had people coming up. He had one dude come up out of nowhere that was like, "Hey, be careful who you trust around here." Yeah, that's, that's that was ominous flag. as fuck. That's a red flag. Yeah, like they they have all these little bitty ass encounters in all these places they go. They just make you really scratch your head like, this could all fucking be connected. Like, they, because they, they, in all these towns that they're fucking with, there's ley lines in them. I almost bought a book on ley lines. It is, it is fucked up. I just, and I mean, there really isn't a whole lot of closure. No, there's not. So it makes me hope that they're still working on shit. Or following shit. But I like to think, like, if me and you sat here, you know, we go through our emails every time it dings to see what kind of news stories. If we got an email from somebody that was like, please help. Please help. There's all this weird shit going on. Would it would we probably go? drive us mad. Would we go? Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Why would we not? Like, if Fuck somebody, yes. we'd be like, because at that moment, you're going to be like, I'm the knight in shining armor, bitches. I will we got this. We got this. Especially goblins. Except for the ones they was talking about with like Harry Potter sticks and shit. Yeah, <laughs> fuck those ones, dude. You just have to listen to it. Fuck those ones. You ain't trying to mess with the the Harry Potter goblins. And I'm not trying to make light of it, but it was basically like little fairy. Like they start to yeah, they start talking about the fairy world and shit. It gets deep. Like it's oh my like Lord. you said, it's every avenue you could think of. It's definitely mind bending. It is a good watch. I would highly recommend it if you're into the paranormal and documentary t- style stuff. Yeah. And you got 15 hours to kill. Keep an open mind. Kill that motherfucker. Yeah, it's dope. It is. It's good. It's so, a yes, good time. We just thought we'd share our thoughts on it. Yeah, it was definitely. And I also wanted to pick your brain on how you thought it all panned out, like as far as it being real, as it being fake. I, like I said, I think they think it's real. Whether or not it's somebody fucking with them as a whole or somebody like puppet mastering them into some other weird shit. I don't know. I think it's real. I think whatever they're going through is fucking real. Because I don't I don't trust the occult bullshit. You ain't going to see me messing with Ouija boards. I ain't messing with spells. 
I'm not fucking with any of that stuff because somebody could be like, yo, Kyle, this is, this is like, I know you're into this weird shit. Here's a spell to protect you. Psych. Yeah. And it's one that's going to sacrifice me to the devil. I wouldn't know the difference. That got hot real quick. Well, I mean, it's the truth. I'm not messing with none of it. Fuck that. Like I would if I if my if Shauna was like Kyle, you have to invoke Pan. I'd be like the fuck I do. <laughs> they ain't happening. I got something you can invoke. Yeah, I ain't. Nah, Pan can just stay wherever the fuck he's at. <laughs> We're here looking for goblins, remember? If anybody's got goblins. if anybody's got a mystery and they want to lead us on a uh weird uh mystery encounter, send Let's us do an this. email. Send us a very vague cryptic cryptic email. Yeah, and if it if it involves some scary ass shit and you want us to investigate it, maybe you should come too. Yeah. Because the bigger the group, I feel like our odds would be a little better. Except for if it's Predator. I was trying to think of, like, because I was like, man, it'd be dope to have a group like Hellier to go out and do this shit. And I'm Fuck like, yeah. man, so it'd be me and you and Dylan and probably Beef and probably Kyle, the other Kyle. Yeah. And I'm like, we wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> we would no. be, we would just be fishing a barrel for anything <laughs> we come after. I don't know, man. <laughs> I got some shit for him. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, we just thought we'd touch on that and surprise yeah, it's you guys a good a watch, extra, guys. Extra meat this week. So shout out to Hellier, Greg, yeah, the Dana, the whole team. Excellent work. Good job. We are here with you as soon as you as soon as you get more content. Yeah, we're know. excited. It's awesome. Yep, it was a good one. Everybody check it out. Hellier, Amazon Prime, For sure. YouTube probably. Haven't really checked, but it's out there. Yep, it's dope. Until we meet again, stay weird and stay safe. Bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.